0: Gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm the Gnarly Gnome. This is Sensi Brewcast, the voice of SensiCraft. Craft. Uh, welcome back. It feels like I'm saying welcome back because this is, for me, the third show that I've recorded this week. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like I've been cranking out a ton of them. I know for you guys, it's just been the same pace as normal Mondays. And uh, I guess I can still say welcome back, even if it's been a week since we've, uh, we've chatted. But um, it's been... I think we said almost a year to the day since yep. we've sat and, uh, and recorded. Yep. And I think I told you this, that it's really strange because when I think about it in my head, it feels like I was here at street side just like a week ago doing another show, sitting right here in the same spot. Exactly. And then when I take a step back and I think about it, I'm like, Oh my God, no, it feels like it's been like 10 years <laughs> because of all of the shit that has happened in the last six months. And, uh, it seems like we've had a whole bunch crammed into that, uh, that time. Um, Garrett, welcome back. You're not going to get on there. Like, (laughs) dude, I know it's because you brought down sour beer. Um, Steve, welcome. Um, have you been on the show technically? I've not. Oh, that's fun. Get real close to your microphone too for me to make my life easier. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Um, we're going to roll through a whole bunch of stuff here, but before we do anything, we need to drink something. And I, yep. we've all got beers in front of us. Yep. Um, although you're drinking something else that we will not talk I, about. No, I did it on purpose. No, I did it on purpose. <laughs> tell, tell the people what I'm drinking. You're drinking a freaking seltzer. Although it's oh, yeah. one of those, what a kitty, kitty Paul kitty is Pau. out there. Um, I have. Um, the beer, beer. I have had those, and they are pretty good yeah. because they're loaded with actual yeah. fruit. And um, we will not go. Well, maybe we will. No, we're definitely we won't going go to it. too it's hard into seltzer this time. Like
1: we did that last time too.
0: I think you do it on every show. I think so. And I always <laughs> swear I'm not going to do it anymore. And then I do it. <laughs> Steven, what did you do? Why did you bring those beers down here? Because he wanted to sound want oh. oh. Trying to well. be a good student. No, I didn't even kill him. I injured him. There, now he's dead. I guess I could get the salt gun. That would be entertaining. <laughs> That'd be entertaining. Um, I've got a couple different I things sitting in front of me. I don't yes. know what you want to talk about first because... um. Uh, the first thing that I saw when I walked in was here comes the sun, which I'm absolutely in love with. Okay. Um, so that's what I'm drinking here. Um, I've also got some warhead and cloud maker, cloud maker. You tell me or we can dive into something else. You, you, uh,
1: I mean, we can, I mean, people, people know what's up. They, they know, they they knew that we do kettle stours. I think,
0: (laughs) I mean, people, the people that 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 frequent here or are familiar with street side I think are kind of aware of uh, the things that you guys do but i don't I don't know that that's everybody anymore. I think that there is still a huge segment of people that go to their kind of their local spot their close spot, and that's all that they're doing now they especially now right. with all of this stuff going on and um so i I don't know so we'll start it this way if you can tell people. What street side is, in a uh, a short couple sentences, what would you tell them?
1: Uh, have you seen those shirts that's like, and, 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 it's like a thing, and, a thing, and, a thing, and. I haven't, but I've, I'm have okay. following you. Well, it's, it's not, <laughs> like, it's not a difficult concept, uh, but I think it'd probably be what? Hazy IPAs.
2: Fruited Sours. Fruited Sours. Heavily, heavily Fruited Sours.
1: And then we're still figuring out the other two, but we're, it's we're, it's going to be pastry stouts and what?
2: Trying to get into the barrels. And
1: uh, yeah, I say barrel-aged beers and, barrel-aged beers and oh,
0: shit. I don't know. Maybe someday lagers. It'd be great. Is it is it everything that is kind of the trendy on the tip of everybody's tongue craft beer? Is I, that is I that mean, purposeful or... or? I, well, I mean, right now, yeah, it is. We, I mean. We'd
2: love to say that we set the bar and what we do dictates the trends, but no, I mean, we definitely play catch up a little bit. And it's, we all got into this as passion, but at the end of the day, it's a business. Right. And if customers want one thing, we've got to adhere to some of those. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's why, like, if you look at what we've can, I mean, because we've canned so much this year... Uh, I mean, basically everyone's seeing hazy IPAs or New Englands because that's what sells and kettle sours because that's what sells and then salts every once in a while because that's what's been selling. I mean, we've obviously done some other stuff. I mean, we have upstairs right now, we've got a blonde, we've got a Kolsch, we've got a uh, coffee blonde, we've got uh, India red ale. But the, the reasons that we do that is, is because we can't always, we can't just exclusively make. New England, because then you could. the people who don't. Well, I mean, we could <laughs> no, we could, but the the people that come here for right uh, other things that don't come here because they're craft beer people would it's have a nothing to drink.
2: Different business model, also, and like being the neighborhood hub that we've kind of turned into or kind of melted into. Um, you do need something for everybody.
0: Right. Well and that's kind of what I've always liked about coming here to the tap room is I can walk in and I can drink whatever the latest hazy new england whatever it is th- right. that's on tap and I and I can enjoy you know one of them or so. I don't want to drink them all day though. That's no. just not my thing. But then I can, you know, right next to that on the taps is a kolsch and I right. can sit there and I can I can put a few of those away after I try the the fun thing that's right. that's new. And that's that's for me and I I feel like that might be part of the, uh, the the secret to this place, though, too, is that you can have that person that just wants to come here and just wants to drink a whole bunch of whatever that that new thing is. And if they've got people with them that maybe aren't into that, there's always something else up there on tap. I mean, I feel like when we, when we talk about our customers, for the most part, we say like
1: two people will come here and they'll be here for whatever, the newest New England that right. we just put on, or the newest kettle sour or whatever. And then the other two people that are with them are looking for a lager or a standard like Midwest IPA or, uh, I don't know, I guess, or not even that and want a frosé or margarita. Fuck you, Brandon, for fucking (laughs) saying that. Last time, definitely, definitely threw some uh shade on us for just doing those <laughs> and i told him that last night i told him i didn't say fuck you on there uh but yeah i mean or just want liquor and whatever that's that's whatever
0: I mean, it's not we're here to we're here to serve the people if anybody uh, doesn't know what he's talking about go back and listen to the, yeah, nine, the nine john, nine john show <laughs> i was listening to it yesterday which is why I, it's fresh in my mind um is it really split 50-50 like that that you you think half the people are coming in and coming for something that is kind of that that new crazy thing or and then half kind of looking for something else or Steve does Winomer. it does it lean heavier now for the... Because I, I can't get a... I feel like the people that are the loudest are the ones that are scrambling for the pastry stouts and the New Englands and stuff like that. And so it's hard to get a real good read on what people are actually drinking anymore. It's really hard,
2: but like you said, the people that are drinking, that seek out all that craziness, are definitely the loudest, and they s- seem like there's way more of them mm-hmm. than there are. I mean, are The core of our business is the people that walk down here that don't care about, you know, that barrel-aged barley wine, that don't care about the hype. It's just neighborhood. Yeah, they
1: probably live, like, 15 minutes away, and, like, they're just here for a couple beers. Right. They come, But they might come every other day, or they might come in three or four times a week on their way home from work, and they live out in whatever, Mount Washington, Anderson, and they're just stopping here because it's easy to get to— it's easy to pop off 50 and stop in for a beer and then get home uh, and they're not here for they're not here for our, the double new mm-hmm. england they're here for a kolsch and maybe something maybe a half pint of something else and then they hit the road and that's i mean that's that's perfectly fine with us and i mean not that not that we're tired of brewing new england but I, if If we never hit another pandemic where we have to brew a shitload of New Englands again, I'll I'll be perfectly happy. I mean, like, just getting back to a normal brewing schedule of having, getting to maybe brew a lager, which we actually have in the tank, but, like, maybe brewing, like, a stout and a brown and
0: two New Englands and two Kettle Sours, and then that's... That's three weeks of brewing right there. Why, why haven't you been able to do that during the pandemic? Is it just, you know, things that you know are going to move fast? Right, or yeah. Yeah, I mean... Stuff that goes into packaging versus right. on tap, things right. like that. And, that,
1: and we ha- since March 14th, or whenever we got shut down, March 17th, we have not, we've canned every single batch of beer that's,
0: that we've made. <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it's, it's been good, for, especially for, you know, people like me that live right. near the end of the universe it's nice being able to get that stuff and have it in my fridge instead of having to try to bounce around town buying right. trying all the no. stuff that I want. So it's, it's, it's been great. Do you think that as beer drinkers and, and as a lot of your customers are, we're getting used to that though now, and that demand is going to shift even when things go back to quote unquote normal, um, that people are going to want more in packaging? Yes. I don't see the demand for packaging going
2: away or even going close to what it was at one point. I think people are comfortable with stopping in on their way home, having a beer and picking up a four pack. Right. Going home and finishing their night at at the house.
1: Which is fine. I mean, and that's also like, there's no problem with that. We'll continue to do it. We just, we'll continue to can. We just won't can out of a 30 barrel batch. We won't do 280 cases. We'll do half of that or whatever does
0: it you know when when you guys opened street side i don't and, and correct me if i'm wrong i don't know that that was the vision of what this place was no, though that was you know patent beer would no. be leaving the door and people would be sitting at home with cans of street side beer right. it was very like you said community hub this place right. that people went um does that how does that scare you thinking about this shift in what craft beer is now and knowing that that might change things for for good or is it just one of those you you adapt you deal with it and and I think it's adapting.
1: Uh, but we also I don't think we ever expected to be as popular as we are. Uh, I mean we canned so uh, what eight months
2: after. Oh yeah, that first, the first batch that of cells was, was like wrong. eight
1: ma- eight months or I mean, maybe not even that. I didn't even pull it was my like, I, I could have looked it up right now. Yeah, but I, I mean my it, my was eye, like, it was like it was like it was like April. March or April, and we opened in October. I mean, we didn't, we didn't expect to be canning then. Right. We didn't, definitely don't expect to be canning as much as we are now. Twice but a week. Twice a week, every week for six months.
2: Uh, but it's, I mean, it's just kind of e- where we are. A year ago, I would never imagine that we had our own canning line.
1: Right. Well, and you weren't, I guess you were full-time last year. I was going to say, you weren't even full-time last year. But, I mean, you were mostly full-time, but you were, like, on that...
2: (laughs) That weird... That weird... Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, I mean, now we have... We have
2: Mm
1: -hmm. myself. We have Twitch. We have Steve. We have Nathan. And all of us work full-time down here. All the time.
0: That's crazy. I mean, so...
1: We went... And then we went from three... Well, we went from 200% full-time to 400% full-time in eight months, nine months, whatever.
2: And then a couple people helping out. We right. got a delivery guy now right? Um, that just does that. Me and Nathan don't have to do that anymore. We got a couple guys to come in and help with packaging, loading up pallets for, for canning and all that. So, like To see it, I mean, it used to be one and a half people's worth of work down here to, to where we are now. It's been nice.
0: And that seems to be kind of... Uh, the shock to me through all of this is seeing how all of this has, has really affected breweries. I, I expected one thing when we were sitting there on March 5th, 14th, yeah, whatever yeah. day that was, that Sunday, and, and we heard that things were getting shut down. I expected something from that in a very bad way. Right. I expected something that didn't really pan out the way that I thought it was going to. Not that not that there aren't places that have suffered horribly from this. Right. And everybody has suffered in some way, but... Um, most places say they're doing okay. Yeah. Most places say that they might even be busier than they were before. Right. And I can't, I, I there's a part of me that, d- that doesn't necessarily believe everybody. Right. <laughs> no. I mean... There's the other side. That's just, that's kind of shocked at that. What ways has all of that, what in the last six months, all of the bullshit that's been thrown into that, what, what ways has that affected you guys? I mean,
1: We're, we're making more beer. Some of it is because it's going, we have the ability to, because it's going into like a, a pallet of cans is-
2: We know it's gonna be gone in X number of weeks. Right.
1: Well, and it's like 18 kegs is far bigger footprint in a cooler than right. 90, 90 cases of beer. So like we can, we can fit more beer physically in the coolers so we can produce more, but it's also moving a lot faster. Well,
0: I, th- I think we're all kind of, we're drinking more too. Like I'm, yeah. if I stop in here to grab a beer, chances are I'm stopping in and I'm having maybe two pints of beer right. and then I'm going home. Right. If I'm stopping in here to grab right. some packaged beer, right. I'm buying a whole lot more than that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like well, that. And that's
2: everybody. Yeah.
0: Um, you, like you have a pint. And then maybe
1: whatever, some people come in here and they buy a case that's a tenth of a barrel right there. Whereas you could never drink. Right. We wouldn't let you, you drink you that could. much. Here. I mean yeah, you could. But <laughs> it, we wouldn't <laughs> let you drink that much here in one sitting. That's a lot. Right. Well, I guess unless you were sitting here for an entire yeah. day. I don't know. It's, it's still a lot. It's <laughs> still a lot. No, for sure.
0: Um, what w- looking towards kind of the future of what this means for craft beer, or even if you just want to go kind of hyper local and say craft beer in Cincinnati, what, what makes you, what makes you nervous? What makes you excited about the changes that this is bringing to it? Um, Where do you see the, where do you, how do you see the effects of all of this stuff um, to you guys or to, to a bigger picture
1: first and say what you, what you say, and then I'll say what I have to say, and then we'll see if we agree.
2: (laughs) I don't, I, I, You're doing bad job at sitting (laughs) close to the microphone. I don't know what to say. I don't. um, Where I don't. I see people just hanging out at home a lot more, not necessarily going to the bars. See them buying, stopping on their way home, getting that pint. Getting. And you,
0: you think that's a lasting thing after?
1: I think. Yeah. I mean, I think the next six months are going to be. There's going to be a a purge. I think there's going to be a lot of places. I mean, not even just in Cincinnati. I think Ohio right. in general. I think any state that you don't have consistently warm weather, we're going to see a lot of places close. I think a lot of restaurants, a lot of bars, a lot of breweries, a lot of anything that people go to. Um, I think that's, that's, the, that's number one is going to be the problem. I think number two, uh, I think we are going to see a lot of people even next year like into next year um, doing what Steve said, which is come in, sit socially distanced or whatever, or even post vaccine, hang out for a little bit and grab grab to go cans and then head home. Because right. I mean, I think people will be bored of being at home, but I think people are also gonna be a lot more cautious. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of factors that are gonna go into the next six months that could make the, Following six months a complete clusterfuck.
0: So, how do you prepare for that, and how do you adapt to that from from your perspective here? Or do you? Is it again going back to that? Just
2: we make it as easy as possible to get our product in people's hands. Yeah, whether that's online ordering. Yeah. um, you know, when we were completely shut down for a minute. We had bartenders come in and deliver beer to people's homes, right. like to their front porch, and doing whatever we need to do to get our product into somebody's hand, right. um, whatever creative and legal way right. that's, <laughs> right, that that may be.
1: Right. And I think that's. I think depending on how how this winter goes if we start to see a if i mean i think this is for everybody this isn't just us but i think if you if we start to see a significant downturn i think a lot of people will go back to like what they were doing in march which is doing the deliveries maybe we set up a shipping the capability to ship uh beer in ohio only but um and see and see how we can do with that. I mean, I know uh, like Branch and Bone, Little Fish, Listerman, mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else is doing like shipping. Urban, but they're doing it on a much larger. Right, kind of scale, Right, right, right. And, and doing that shipping across, like all across the state. And I think that, um, I think that is useful. I, it was something that we didn't want to do initially, but like if we need to, that's another, it's just one more pivot and a year full of fucking pivots that we're, that we're just going to have to do. Uh, We didn't have to, but if we need to, then we'll adapt and we'll do it. We'll figure it out. I guess we should probably start figuring out just in case. Well, and to
0: (laughs) to me, that's the thing that I've you know. I hope that a lot of places, you guys included, are you know watching stuff like that and just and trying to be ready that if that has to happen, you're ready to go on. Right? right? Like I, I can't tell you how many places that had you know kind of thought about doing shipping or something like right. that. And just never quite... Dude, you almost got it. <laughs> there, I got him. Um, never quite, you know, bit the bullet on it. Right. And then all of this happened and they were like, oh, shit, we should have been... Yeah, we well, I mean, and that's... One of the things is that you can't fucking
1: half-ass anything. You have to you have to whole-ass everything. Yeah. So yeah. there's no... Like, if you're going to do it, you, you have to commit to it. And that was one of the things that was like, we were already... We were already dealing with the fact that, like, the canning line was new and uh, we were doing deliveries and we were shut down our tap room. And it was still like, I mean, us four, like, the production guys are like, we were doing a lot of delivering. Uh, Frenchie was doing a lot of delivering. Brian Hickey was doing a lot of delivering. I mean, it was the, when we're, the less people that are in here to do stuff, the less people there are to do like the multitude of tasks that there are. Right. If we were, like if we, were, and the thing is like still got to brew. So there's, that's one less person that can do something else. Uh, I don't know. I mean, we just didn't have the, the staff to like properly handle it. I just didn't want to like, I didn't want to piss anybody off because we, we didn't get a shipment of beer out to him for a week and a half. Right. Uh, it's
2: a very fine line to, uh, to walk trying to figure out what needs to be done. Um, you know, like you said, just taking us away from cleaning tanks, doing all the tedious little bullshit work that it takes to get beer out, um, you know, because we're delivering and all that. It's, it's definitely a tight rope that you got to walk. And
0: it just seems, it seems terrifying to me. Like I can't, that, that uncertainty, that, that constant, uh, that thing that's just sitting in the back of your head all the time of like, what, what does tomorrow or the you know metaphorical tomorrow? What does that, what is that going to look like? And just not, it used to be, you know, not that craft beer was ever predictable, but it was predictable. You know, no, I mean, you knew, you knew what the world yeah. looked like. You knew what people wanted and you were, you were able to kind of line things up kind of slowly. And you know, the the, 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 growth model was, you know, just kind of slow and steady. Yeah. And we just kind of do our thing. and, um, right. It, it, it doesn't seem like that right now, and I, I... when you have to, like, you have to turn the ship in an
1: instant. You yeah. Could you could slowly adjust course, and then, uh, and that's not the case anymore. Like now, with every new, well, I mean, we and we haven't gotten one in forever, but with every new directive from the governor or the new the directive from whomever, you got to. I mean, that was a snap for everyone <laughs> who couldn't hear because it was behind the microphone. You got to turn right there because if you don't if you don't and you close down then what how many like what does that day do in a in a month that you're not making a lot of money you know what I mean so um this has been super fucking doom and gloom. We need to change this. Subject. I can't, I can't fucking listen. to. It. Seriously though. No, I like, I, I had to stop listening to certain podcast because all it was was coronavirus talk and it it's, made me want to fucking jump off a bridge. It was awful. It's
0: so, it's so difficult though, because I know that so many people are terrified about their local spot, whatever that right. is. Everybody is afraid that their, their spot is going to shut down tomorrow. Right. And that this whole community is going to collapse upon itself. And, it's going to be different, and yeah. nobody wants that. And so, people just want kind of this reassurance that
2: oh, yeah, people
0: well, are. Well, the
2: reassurance from Streetside is that a people are not going to stop drinking. B, we make a damn good product. C, everybody has very very strong kind of suits. Him, Garrett, Kathy are really good with like the the legal end of things. Right. Um, figuring out what we need to do, why, um, Martin's great at just the logistics of who needs scheduling people. And he's good at go. his actual job, which is selling. You can yes. just <laughs> you can just give him a real compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he doesn't. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't
1: listen to this because all he does is sit at well. I guess he doesn't sit at Ryan House anymore. But
0: <laughs> nobody spends said, all his spare time, sits anywhere anymore. He spends all, he spends all his t-
1: spare time at Ryan House, and I know that they don't play podcasts on I mean, the speakers. We're, so. we're
2: hardworking people, and we're going to figure out how to get beer. Yeah. You
1: don't have to worry about us at least unless this goes for another five years, then maybe start being concerned. But like as long as this everything gets nipped in the bud here, I mean, I don't know, we're good. Don't worry, but we're not going to close
0: down. All right. So happy thoughts. Okay. Uh, what gets you excited right now about what you guys are doing and um, what the future holds for Streetside? What are you excited about? What are we excited about?
2: Canning and barrels. I mean, that's yeah.
0: I mean, well, I don't
2: like
1: canning, but like, I don't like the actual physical act <laughs> of canning. But I do like. It's I mean, boring as shit. It's so boring. But we have we have we've put out more. I mean, we've put out so much beer. Like I said, like we've canned every single thing. That's that's crazy. Like we've gotten to do stuff that I didn't think like, in not in a million years. If you would have asked me last year, like what we would have canned, it would have never been like. We would have never put out King, which no. is like, that's whatever. It's, it's like one of my original homebrew batches that's been tweaked a thousand times. But like, it's, uh, we would, I mean, we would have never done that last year. And this has kind of provided us an opportunity to do more interesting things. It's also lit a fire under us to do the other thing that Steve mentioned, which was barrels. Uh, we're not just, we're tasting barrels constantly. Clean barrels, not sour barrels for everyone who's wondering
0: um, if you want a very large discussion about that, go back to last year's episode. I right, think that's kind right. of the
1: Well, and that's we've, it, it's kept us engaged. It's keeping us tasting barrels. It's keeping us, um, we're not letting anything, not that anything ever sat around, but like sometimes barrels would fall by the wayside and it wouldn't, they wouldn't get tasted. And they still, obviously everyone still liked them because they, everybody bought them. Uh, but like the apple brandy barrels, were a good example. Dear like God. we did not, so we didn't good. taste those for, it was probably, I mean, they probably didn't get tasted for like four months in between like January and well, I don't even know when we released it. I shouldn't say the months, but like it, it was a long <laughs> it time. Was the, it was a long time. We, we just kind of like, we're like, all right, normal
2: day to day creeps up on you. Right.
1: And now because online releases are such a big part of like what we've been doing, uh, it's important for us to try these barrels and make sure that if when they're ready, that we get them, we get them out and get them to the people.
0: Is, is there a goal to have some of that stuff on a certain rotating basis, a time frame, or is it just still just, kind of when they're, when it's ready, that's when it's ready. Yeah, I mean? When it's ready when it's, is when it's ready, which is the best
1: way to do it anyway. I would never, the only thing I think, I don't know, we may have talked about this last year, but um, I wanted to do a Demogorgon day this year on Halloween. I don't think we talked about it. Okay, I wanted. Maybe we might have. I don't. I, I want. My goal was to do a Demogorgon Day on Halloween this year, but or whatever around right, yeah, yeah. Halloween. Uh, but that's not happening because we can't have big parties, and neither is our anniversary party, which was going to have more releases as well. But um, we're we're just gonna barrels will be released when they're ready, and we we actually have two that are ready,
0: and we have one sitting in front of us. Well, we uh, should. Do we want? Do we wanna this is the evolution <laughs> so, of Demiborg? <laughs> the uh the the geek in me really wants to dig in the uh the original one. Should which we, I've finally found another bottle of it that I bought the other day off of somebody that I need to go pick up. There you go. Um that, because I love it that much. Yes. <laughs> um I, that's the the nerd in me wants to try that first. And uh-huh. at least we can kind of talk about where it started from and um
1: grabbing the sample glasses. Where are you? On? Where are you going? Uh oh.
0: So (laughs) I I think that we have probably on this show tried Demogorgon throughout the whole process. We We had uh, we were calling it Barrel Aged Wears Barb. I think when we tried it the the first first, time, it it was it was pretty new in the barrel. It wasn't. It was. I mean, it was was long time before it was actually ended up being released. Up until um, well, until now. Um, Open that. So you have something to.
1: No, I don't have a bottle opener because all we do is can.
0: I have I have an actual bottle opener, but I don't have a knife to dig into the wax. I don't know how thick your wax is.
1: Knife and bottle opener. No, I mean, it's every time I need to open a bottle, I'm screwed because
0: (laughs) I don't need I don't ever need one at work to try anything because I can just pop the top. Talk about um, when when you guys first did Demogorgon. You did you anticipate it becoming what it has? Was there was there ever a
1: Grab your knife. Your knife is over there. I know where it is. <laughs> it's on your... Oh, that's a flashlight. All right. Well, hold on. Steve, talk about Demogorgon.
0: <laughs> Sorry, I walked away. What are we talking about? We're talking about Demogorgon and um, kind of the, the evolution of it and how it became what it has become today. You know, there's, there's a lot of breweries that when they create something like this, it's with this intention of it becoming this, this thing for the brewery. And I, I don't get the impression that Demogorgon was that when it was first made, it was just kind of, Oh, here's, here's another thing that, you know, we, we, we do. So
2: the initial Demogorgon was super early on in my days. Um, I think the week that we put that in bottles, my only job down here was dipping those, damn bottles into that <laughs> wax um, for about two and a half days and yeah, no, we had no idea and it's quite literally turned into a monster. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. pun intended. Um, it, it has... Man, I think, uh, I, it. How many barrels did we start with on that batch? Was that a, a three no, barrel batch? Like it was four barrels. barrels. Yeah. Um, at that time, I, it was it was cool to have a handful of barrels down here and right this second, I think I'm looking at about 40, 42 that are full um, with eight of them, nine of them behind me empty that are waiting to uh, to get filled up here in the next couple of weeks. Um, yeah, we had no idea that we had a product that was as good as this is and that was going to be sought after um, like it is.
0: So when you talk about doing Demogorgon on a, on a, on a bigger scale, like you guys are now with, with more releases and variants and things like that, how much of, um, how much of this is the, the intention of it being, um, turned into some kind of variant you know, the vanilla or whatever it is versus, are we going to see more of just the base Demogorgon at some point again? And
2: so that's a little bit of a struggle that uh, that passion versus sales right. um, struggle because yes I want nothing but base Demogorgon. I I'm personally am not big into the super sweet the super crazy um, give me the nuances of the grain give me the nuances of the barrels I love that but again with, this is a business and, and the day we're here to make money and Put food on our tables and roofs over our heads, and we got to do what people what people want. And right this second, what they want is overly <laughs> adjuncted. They
0: want Skittles, Demagogian. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. <laughs> I did a uh, a show in my time frame in my head. I did a show the other night um, down at Adina with Michael, and uh, we talked a lot about. Um, the demands of the consumer, as far as you know, the big kind of crazy, goofy cereal this and skittle that versus um, yeah, just, just quote unquote normal beer. This is it's delicious. It's it, I don't know, dude. It's
1: it's good. It it vastly improved from this batch to this batch to now this batch. It,
0: well, I mean, it's and that's kind of the fun it of should, it though too. Guess, that's that's the fun of it. We've gotten better at brewing. Um, it's there's a lot of chocolate. It's yeah. um smooth, roasty. It's yeah. it's exactly what I want this beer to be, especially yeah. after you know how how many years are we talking now? Uh, I mean, we bottled four? this for batch. We
1: bottled like, this man. for batch one or for batch one for anniversary one. Like that's so it's three years. I mean, it's three years almost to the day of us opening. Um, and then we, uh, I mean we brought, we brewed then I believe December,
2: I think of. Uh, or uh, November.
0: So, I remember. The
2: bottle was released in 17. That's all I remember about it.
1: Yeah. Because we, November, or September 17, but we brewed, where's Barb in like, October,
0: October, November. I feel like it was either December or January when we did that show. Yeah, we were... Upstairs and we tried it. Yeah. And so it had to be... Oh, yeah. It had been barrels. I mean, obviously. Uh,
1: But, yeah, I mean, that was... The original batch was Heaven Hill barrels, I believe. Yeah.
0: How much does the the barrel play into something like that as far as... It just depends on the barrel. Uh, Like, New Riff, we've
1: noticed that New Riffs are super, like super they're fresh. And, well, and they're and they're really like cherry forward. Uh they're like really like dark red fruit like it's dark fruit forward. Uh plums, cherry, whatever. Fig, fig. Uh and then uh we had in the organ that we can't try because it's not ready. Uh the 1792 barrel was like super chocolatey. Uh, it's all like, it's New Riff and then a 1792 barrel. That's super chocolatey. Um,
0: Is that because of something with the bourbon I think, itself? I or? think it's
1: age of the, age of the barrel. It's uh, char of the wood. It's uh, the, the mash, their, I mean, right. their product. Uh, I think those all play big parts. And I think when you, especially when you have something that's so different, between the newer and like the 1792, it's, that's where you really tell the difference.
0: So do you start seeking out a certain type of barrel because you like what that does to de- Demogorgon? Yeah. I mean, and that's one of just of the, toss in random stuff from here and there, that, that, was, that you can get a hold of to yeah, play around with? That was kind of like one of the,
1: one of the things that, thank you for bringing it up. That was a good segue <laughs> because that's part of what I want to talk about was like, with Demogorgon, like we've gone from just like firm barrels and Steve says he doesn't like this stuff or he doesn't like the super sweet stuff but I think one of the cool things that we've seen with the evolution of Demogorgon is we've just gotten weirder and weirder with it, which kind of fits how we operate anyway. I mean, this is cinnamon whiskey barrels with horchata spices. Ooh. Uh, And then that would, this is just bourbon with coconut vanilla. And then this is just straight. And I think we'll release a straight Demogorgon again at some point, but we'll, uh, I would, I mean, we've got some... um, The hell are those barrels back there? Blanton's barrels. That might be a good one that we just do straight Demogorgon with. Uh, But like Apple Brandy Demogorgon that we released whenever ago, we've got four more Apple Brandy barrels back there. I don't really have any desire to adjunct that at all. Right. I think that would be really good to straight up release again. Uh,
0: So, I I mean, you'll see. I think, and uh, I could. Prove myself wrong if I think about it hard enough, but I think that's my favorite beer that you guys have ever released was that apple brandy barrel. Um, it was so freaking good. The last one, like, the last like one apple. I drank, we were um, we were down in Asheville for a weekend, and I brought a bunch of beer down with me, and we did a show down there, and that was one of the beers we drank on the show. For some reason, we're in Asheville, you know, I want <laughs> to drink a bunch of local beer, yeah. um, and uh, I, it was one of the stars for me of. A weekend in Asheville right. was this beer that I brought from Cincinnati. <laughs> nice. That was a, I mean, that was a great beer. That was uh,
1: the barrels were dope. I mean, we got the barrels from Copper and Kings. Uh, the and they aged forever, and the be- I mean, the beer was just really good. I it's I don't know It's my favorite. I think coconut vanilla is my favorite. That one was pretty. I think good Steve too. hates it because he had to toast.
2: How many pounds It was about a nine-hour process in a kitchen. He toasted. <laughs> I don't even remember how much coconut it was, but it was. A, I think it was more than my body weight. it was, I think it a, was 200. No, it was so much. 200 to was. pounds.
1: You, he left here, at like, left here at like nine o'clock and didn't get back until like, I feel like four. At least. And then we, it, like it was a long day and then we had to add all that coconut to. And he also lost a piece of his nose to it. Because the (laughs) when the so we're pulling all the the bags of coconut out, and uh, where we use fishing wire Uh to hang the bags,
2: and uh, a bag snapped and hit them around the nose. 40 pound test was not strong enough for that coconut. We have (laughs) we have since upped it to 80 pound double line (laughs) now (laughs) because of that. Call it a learning experience,
1: uh, yeah. We and and we're a little bit a little bit we've got a much safer way of doing it now. Uh, but, yeah, that was, I think, so we've got apple brandy demo back there. I'm just going to tell everyone what we got, and you guys can just, if you're listening still, you can expect these in the next couple months, <laughs> or next year and a half,
2: I guess. Six-year Boone County weeded.
1: Yeah, six-year Boone County weed. We've got the apple brandy. We've got the 1792. We've got Four Horsemen, which is a uh, kitchen sink stout, which was... We brewed at the beginning of quarantine when we thought that it was going to be short. Mm-hmm. Um, we got a barley wine back there. I don't remember what, are, what those barrels... Are those all... Those Buffalo Trace and uh, Four Roses? Yeah, I think yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, there
2: is a lot of Four
1: Roses. And there. then there's Maple, Maple Barrels. Mm-hmm. And then with Maple Demogorgon. So it was Demogorgon with Maple and then oh, H God. in Maple
2: Barrels. I think that might be... Maple fans are yeah. gonna love that.
1: Yeah, and then there's I mean, there's some other random stuff that I'm forgetting for sure, but like that's that's what Demogorgon's gonna continue to evolve and like we're gonna continue Whoa. to try to get and then we've got the coconut rum that aren't full yet. Then we've got the Blanton's barrels and then oh we've got the will it rye. I forgot about that
0: one. Ooh. and so you try to keep all of those uh as individual kind of barrel flavors. Yeah. You no no blending right. of right. kind of
1: for the most part Actually, no. Almost exclusively, like we, when we brew them, we buy in four bourbon barrel increments, so that we can then
2: so it makes sense it. on our yeah, supplies. so that we, right.
1: so that we can then batch, or we can just then pull four four nails on whatever. At some point, when we get have more space and more barrels, we can start to do a little bit of blending. But I really do like the way that we've done it, where we're just pulling. We know these four barrels go together. Let's try them all. And when they all mature at the same time, or they are all hit a certain point, let's,
0: I can't figure out in my head, which way sounds more fun to me. Like the, I think the, the individual barrels is really neat because you, you, you get this character of this, this thing that, you know, you've had sitting there and you yeah. know what that is. Yeah. But then that, that the blending side of it too, to create a more consistent product that you know, what you're getting over, um, you know, like you talk about doing a Demogorgon day or something. Right. And you have maybe you always have a base Demogorgon. You right. know exactly what it tastes like because it's a blend of a right. couple different things. You can kind of, um, th- you know, tweak it one way or another if yeah. you need to. I think uh, it's. I can't figure that. out. I think it's I, it. It. I mean, like blending. We did blending with sour barrels. It's fun.
1: It's just. It's. I think it's harder to do when you don't have when you don't have. If we had fifty barrels of either New Rift or Boone County or whatever whoever we're using uh, those just happen to be two local ones that we tend to use we had 50 of those of the same base of the same whatever barrel character or even mixed barrel character but all bourbon um, and then blending from there that would be fun and interesting but it's really not like I would rather just do these and have a variety of Get fifty cases at the as the end result, um, and do four barrels. Great, and then just be able to mix it up as much as possible. That means because that means we get to do a lot more releases, and we get to experiment with right. It keeps it interesting what's as going opposed in. to always doing demog- just brewing a shitload of Demogorgon and then just racking into barrels and just. Oh yeah, but like, when
0: you talk about, you've got. You have you know four barrels of a of a rye. You've got four barrels of you know kind of a a more weeded type thing you know, like right. the, like the Blantons, or you and know, Blantons isn't really weeded. It's uh you know whatever you have, yeah, you, have you know sure. four barrels of these different types of bourbons and they're all pretty similar, but there is a difference right. there. Does the decision to not let people kind of experience that base is that like like there's there's part of me that that is. Almost a little upset about that. Like, I want to tr- try that without, uh, without you know, adjuncting it or whatever. You know, I. Well, I think I, like one, we haven't gotten into some of those.
1: I'm not really more, upset about. Well, it, and we haven't we haven't really gotten into <laughs> some of the more interesting, <laughs> in, like cinnamon whiskey barrels. I don't think any. Well, did we do cinnamon whiskey by itself? We did do cinnamon whiskey. Yes. By itself. Yes. I think that was an interesting barrel. I think I don't think people are, one are as excited about two, but like I think. Once we get into these, like the six year weeded, the Blantons, the Willet Rye, uh, all that kind of stuff, I think that'll be, those are your best opportunities to just taste base and barrel. Right. Because, well, I mean, we're not supposed to put the brand name on the label. Right. uh, But I think that's your best opportunity to taste it because I'm much more willing to let the barrel shine through on something like a Blanton's than I am on just your run-of-the-mill. I went down to Louisville and grabbed four right. Heaven Hill barrels or whatever um, because those don't have
2: any special, those don't have any uniqueness to them. They're just barrels. Well, the other thing to keep in mind with this part of the conversation is with the equipment that we have, there is oh my God, certain sizes that you have to do. Um, we can't take out of the 53 gallons inside that 1792 barrel, we can't take five gallons of that, can up that five gallons, right. keep right. the other 48 gallons right. for- and that's what for everybody, everybody yeah, always jumps. talks about.
1: And everyone's like, like oh, why don't, you, why don't you do smaller runs? We don't have the, don't have the capability. Our bright tanks are 15-barrel bright tanks. Mm-hmm. We have to get it to a certain volume Just inside the bright tank in order to- yeah, so. Physically be able yeah. to can it. There there are processes that people don't understand when they're when they're saying, Hey, why don't you just do right. a twenty five case run of something? Well, that's just not how it works. And I get that that's what you want us to do, but it's also just like until unless we want to buy the equipment to do it, which I mean not saying that we won't, but it's also like not on the high list of stuff to do because we just bought two thirty barrel tanks that Took, a, I mean, those are those cost money, and whereas, <laughs> what yeah, those cost money, and there's other stuff that I'd rather buy than like a, a one barrel bright to can off of. I mean, a one barrel bright, you have to, I mean, just like the process of getting the machine cooled down,
2: well, and breaks, like it's just is, the brass tax of it. I mean, even if you're selling those cans for X number, whatever the money is, like that, it would be way too much for the consumer to purchase that can right logistics logistics
1: sense for us right time time energy labor all that stuff costs money which is i think uh, something that people fail to fail to grasp
0: well and, and some of those things are, are much higher when you're talking a small scale right. like you guys yeah. are versus yeah, the smaller you know.
1: yeah the smaller i mean like what would really make the most sense is do hold on i'm doing i'm just gonna do math here uh what would really make them no, that's not it either. Is get like a two barrel bright and just do single barrel runs that would be the, that would make like the most sense for us if we were going to do something like that. But also, like, oh. I don't right, I, I don't know next year when you come back and talk to us, we might have that two barrel bright, but like right now, well, and we'll have a couple uh, of them
0: not to not to go back to the doom and gloom, but in the next year. There might be a lot of used equipment sitting around that's it's, easy to buy. Also true. <laughs> uh, a two barrel,
1: two barrel. It's a that's a weird number, bright. But I mean, there's something. I mean, the before I got a two barrel bright, I'd rather get two logger tank, two stack logger tanks, and stick them in the corner, which right. we looked at briefly, um, just to have logger going at all time. Just because it's something that we're I think a little bit more passionate about, and. Uh, you can turn a lot even though you can't turn a logger super fast you can still turn a logger faster than you can a, bur- a, a barrel project yeah, yeah.
0: well and, and just and you can also kind of predict when that's going to be right. versus exactly. the barrels like you might think oh yeah this will sit for x amount of months in a barrel and then it'll be around that time we think it'll be ready right. and it's not right. and that you know the the ear gods kind of determine when things right. are done versus a logger yes it takes a little bit of time but right. you can put it on a schedule and figure it out right. Um, this beer is still incredible too. This yeah. um, uh, the toasted coconut vanilla, the the coconut is still like popping really really good for me. The vanilla has kind of um, yeah. the, the vanilla's, um, kind of taken a little bit of a backseat for me, and the the coconut is just this round smooth. Yeah. That is a damn good beer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely a damn good beer. Good work, um, I also love. Um, the uh, the evolution of the Demogorgon artwork, which we probably have talked about before right. around here, but if you look at that original bottle with that artwork, very Dungeons and Dragons yeah. kind of, um, which is also great, but um, then you get this this new look, which is very much who you guys are now too. Right. And seeing that evolution on one beer, I think is always fun. I'm, I'm a can collector. I, I I have beer cans all over my house at this point. And my favorite part about them is when you can take one beer from a brewery and line up the cans and see how that personality has evolved yeah, with sure. the brewery. Yeah. And you can see that with the different Demogorgons that you've done.
1: Well, I think it's one of the, I mean, just one of the cool things about our cans in general is that you can just see the evolution from like day one, suh, to to old suh, to right. new suh, to, I mean, and it's kind of the same way. I mean, once we rebranded,
2: um, it's, everything changed. Um, hold well, You, I was going to say earlier, we were talking about the positives of this whole COVID bullshit that we're all going through right now is like, there's a lot of artists that are, were struggling or were wanting to put their work out there and like, it's a cool little avenue for them to be able to do that. Although um, not like we, we used to. <laughs> Not just us. Okay, well, all the breweries. Are there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: it's just Andy and AJ and Brady. Well, three, I bet. Whatever. One, two, or one company. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's all. It's given us the opportunity to let AJ, Brady, and Andy all do their thing with. How labels. much?
0: How much leeway do you give them when you're creating something versus how much you say? Here's what we're kind of thinking and what can you do with this uh it just depends uh
1: if it's something that i'm like super fucking passionate about well, zero like what like we have a galaxy ipa oh. galaxy new england coming uh oh, we're brewing on monday that i was like he sent me something and i was like this is not the direction <laughs> that i want this is <laughs> you did okay you didn't do great <laughs> Um, and then we tweaked it and we tweaked it and we tweaked it and we tweaked it. We
0: tweaked it. Did you or word we, it that way? You did okay, but you didn't do great. <laughs> I don't know what I said. I I, probably, okay, I think I, I probably said,
1: <laughs> I probably, I think I probably said, I was like, this is just like not what I was looking for. And he understood. I mean, like part of the thing is like, they take part of like working with me, period, is taking criticism. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of the
0: hardest things as a, as a creator. I completely, right. it's right. one of the hardest things that yeah. you is knowing. Well, I mean, like, how? knowing that you have to fulfill something for yeah. someone else. I fucking <laughs> check untapped every goddamn morning. And you still un- check untapped every morning. Oh man, just, you got to break
1: no. that habit. No, I, I was good for a while. And then I, I, I think canning more has yeah. screwed me up because I want to see, yeah. I like to see, I have a theory that if you put it in package that the ratings go up yeah and I like to try to prove my theory and I, I think for the most part, it's true. It's not always true though.
0: I could see, let's go down a little bit of a rabbit hole here, but, um, I could see there being a lot more value though, in using untapped when you have stuff out in yeah different no, places, sure. just to see if there's a problem somewhere. Yeah. If you start getting a bunch of crappy ratings yeah. somewhere and you can kind of figure out trying to think. That this places is- that happened. I feel like somebody, somebody may have gotten a, a real, Oh,
1: it was, it, but this was on Facebook. Uh, somebody had a can of, I, 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 or let them drink cake
0: from uh,
1: last, obviously last year. And yeah, this was, was like, like a month or two ago. 14 months and old. I, I was just like, okay, we need to go figure out where that is because that's not, we need to get that back because that's really, really, really old. And the person was like super complimentary of it, which thank you whoever, whoever drank <laughs> it and <laughs> said nice things about it. But it was like, it was almost, I mean, it was literally like nine months old. I was
2: like, all right, we got oh, no, older than that.
1: No, dude, it was last year. Last we released it last September.
2: I maybe mean, not. I thought it was way old.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I was just like, we gotta get that shit back because that's disgusting. So it's, I mean,
0: it, there is some kind of value in this. That this was Facebook, though. No, it wasn't on tap.
1: There's no, there's no, <laughs> there's zero value to on I don't, I don't like. I don't, if as a consumer, sure, I'm sure it's valuable. I, I, I used it to see what I'd previously drank. Yeah, drank. Not drank,
0: but does it actually? Does it stop you from trying something again if you if you walked into, and and no, maybe but you can't. I if, will tweak stuff. We've
2: tweaked. It will stop customers. See yeah. that I,
0: I can I, I untapped is. I've Taps heard that from plenty important. of people, and I recognize that maybe it's a real thing, but I cannot, for the life of me, believe there are places that somebody that will walk in and look at. I know there are, yeah, I, and they will walk in, or you know, as a consumer, you walk in and you look at the tap list, and you're like, oh my god, that beer sounds great, and then you look, and you're like, oh, nope, I yeah. tried that before. No, never mind. And what they'll do is stand people do that, <laughs> and
2: when I'm bartending, yeah, it's hard to keep a smile on my face when they do. that. They stand like, five feet away, and oh, then they I already rated phone. that five. feet. Yeah. Out of five. Yeah. No, I don't want that one. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they'll stand... You just said my the comment says beer. it's the
0: best beer right. I've ever had yeah. in my life. This is incredible. Well, they I they need, need the ticks.
1: <laughs> uh, but no, they'll stand five feet away, and you can watch... I don't even need to see what they're doing, because I've seen so many people type stuff in on Untap. Like, I know where the bar is. I haven't even used it. Uh, but yeah, no. It's... I mean, and especially beer buyers... Not all beer buyers, but some beer buyers purchase... Based on untapped ratings, so no, it is important. Uh, no, it is. It's definitely important, and it is important for. It's important for me to check it, regardless of what Steven says or not. It's uh, important for somebody <laughs> to check it. I mean, no, but the, that's no. the thing is like it's it, but it also like we have, for the most part, people like our beer. So, um, we recently got one. Uh, where she said it was the most disgusting thing she'd ever drank, but you know what like but i it'd be what it'd be
0: but you know so what too like
1: I, no I, for sure like normally if I get she gave us a point two five and I was like you know what fuck off like i don't care but because like, it was just like it's the beer is the beer is has fifteen hundred ratings and it's a three nine three and she gave it a point two five like obviously it's a fine beer it, it tastes right. like vinegar it was, was ghost face. Like, just for reference. And, like, Ghostface is my favorite beer. uh That's one of us. (laughs) Uh, Ghostface is, like, my favorite beer. So, like, regardless of what that woman said, like, I was not – we're not changing Ghostface because it's – I love it. Uh, But it's just, like, sometimes they're funny. I do question sometimes where – where people are getting their taste buds from.
0: But you know, like I, there are beers that I, if I, if I really, We're if if, if, <laughs> if I wanted to, if I wanted to like, uh, really put my opinion on untapped about a beer, there's plenty of beers that I've had that I, I, I think are terrible that other people love. And I, I could sit there and I could, I could, you know, spout and make something funny about it. And like, it could be a thing, but no, the the right shit? no like the that's... right
1: the right thing to do when you're rating a beer and like this is one somebody somebody broke this down. I feel like it was a Cleveland brewer who broke this down. It's like here's a deal, guys. Like when you rate you you're you have some responsibility to rate it as like if you don't like it, don't rate it and just like make a note of it in your mind that you don't like it just, or just, just put just a because, comment.
2: Just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's a bad beer, right?
1: Because because Untapped is starting to uh, Untapped is drives business and it's God. I feel like we fucking talk about Untapped every
0: time you come. <laughs> well, here, I don't think we have. I no, don't think- dude, we definitely did it once because I fucking. I'm sure I've gone
1: on this rant before, but like, you have some responsibility to rate things in a somewhat responsible manner. If you do not like, just say I did not like this beer either, and then say why, and then don't rate it because it's. Unless, like, you're just, like, unless you've had, like, seven beers from the place and they all fucking sucked, then go ahead and start rating stuff because then, like, they need to know. But, like, if you go to a place and you're, like, this is the worst thing I've ever had, but, like, they have a good rating or they're, like, a a well-thought-of brewery, you don't need to, like give a 0.
0: 0.25 <laughs> my okay i don't rate anything on untied right. I, will, I will leave comments on stuff but i don't rate anything because i very quickly um figured out that you know especially when you look at like early on in in my drinking life i would try things I'm like this is horrible like i think this is this is, this is a gross beer i right. don't want this and so then i, I probably would have rated it at 0. 0.25 if that was a thing then whereas now I'll try that same beer. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is great. And it's the same beer. Yep. Nothing has changed except for me. So that's always happening. There are things that I can try today that I love yet. If there's 10 other breweries that release that same thing in the next month, I'm going to start not liking it as much because I'm seeing it everywhere and I'm trying it everywhere. And it becomes a little boring for me. It has nothing to do with the beer. It has to do with my taste buds and my taste buds have no value to anyone else in the world. Except for me. Like, right. that's, that's it. Well, and, you know, you
2: got to keep in mind, too, the, um, what you've drank before can
0: oh, affect
2: th- your taste buds a lot more than people understand.
0: Right. So, this fall, I've been running through my big Oktoberfest quest, as I call it, where I try every Oktoberfest that's in packaging in, in Cincinnati and I put them head to head and figure out what the best one is. And that was the most surprising th- I've, I've talked about this on the show. So, I'm sorry if you guys are regular listeners and you've heard this before, but, um, You know, even like a beer with another beer changes both of those beers. I can have, I can have, you know, brewery X with brewery Y and have these opinions about these two. And then when the next one goes through and I try brewery Y now with brewery A, it suddenly tastes like a different beer to me because I'm trying it next to something else. And like,
1: did you eat before?
0: Did you have something acidic before? Did you
1: have something salty before? Did you have something sweet before? Did you brush your teeth? You want to go
0: crazy. 20- what does what does the room smell like? Right. What does you know, like? Are you but sitting outside or your, are you sitting inside? Is, is your wife, glass? Is, is it
2: plastic your, as a can? Is, is, is your, your wife yell at you? No. Like, <laughs> <of> the house, <laughs> is like, your, it makes or is your taste boyfriend different. or girlfriend
1: wearing perfume? <laughs> like that all changes shit. And like, this is fucking so inside bullshit baseball. But <laughs> like, it's just like, no one thinks about that when they're giving rape. But, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's fine, but, like, it also is, like, that's why, that's why, one, untapped doesn't matter, but that's also, like, on the other side of things, untapped does matter because, like, someone could have had a bad day and, like, this beer fucking sucks. Like, I'm going right. to take my shit out on this person because, and their beer is just fine. Right. Or the beer is good or the, even the beer is bad, but, like, you don't need to blast every single fucking thing on the, on the face of the earth because you had a bad
0: day. Do you think consumers are getting smarter about knowing? I'm not answering that question. <laughs> you can just stop right now. I don't think either of us. I don't think either of us should but answer that question. You know, we we talk about the education of beer drinkers. Do you think beer drinkers are getting better about? I think the education of beer drinkers.
1: Sorry, I'm gonna just jump on in. I think the education of beer drinkers is the education of beer drinkers. I don't think the education of beer drinkers is coming from Untapped. No,
0: no, no but does 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 the education of beer drinkers affect how many people are caring about what other people say about a beer versus them just wanting to figure it out themselves?
1: I think it matters, but I also think that like i don 't think i think beer' I'll turn on this music this music's terrible uh, I think beer is not viewed as uh, as like, as intellectual, I'm putting in air quotes as wine or as bourbon or as something else because, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm that not going to, I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to give the sociological reason. Cause I don't, I don't know, but I just don't think that it's viewed it's more in the attainable. same, I think it's more attainable. I think it's the every man drink. I think that no one is not as many people out there are like saying, Hey, I'm going to read a beer on book. Or oh, beer on book <laughs> book on beer. Jesus Christ. Sorry. Um, because it's because you can just go out to your store and get good beer right. everywhere. You know what I mean? It's just like you go to a you go to your gas station, you can get Founders all day IPA, which I think is a pretty good IPA. I think the the attainability of pretty good to decent beer is what makes it more difficult for us to be like, hey, you need to educate yourself. Like, wine, like, I know nothing about wine. I admit it. But I'm also like, people out there are willing to read on wine, right. whereas they might not be to sit down and read Mitch Steele's IPA book. Which is so
0: but books. That's Suck. that's a whole different you know there are you no, know, tasting agree. beer by no. Randy Mosher. It's, it's right. easy to read. It's got right. little pictures and graphs, right. no, and it's, sure. it's easy. So like there there are easy ways to read about beer if if you want to read about beer. Maybe I'll put some links in the show notes for uh, Amazon affiliate things that you can go and uh, buy go. books that that's are easy to read that give me a percentage, but that would require <laughs> me to think about yeah. putting stuff in show notes. Um, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be difficult to to, to, to read about something like that. But I, I wonder if, like, I mean, the average beer drinker, how many different beers have they had in their beer drinking life versus the average wine drinker, how many different That's... wines have they had right. in their drinking life? And I feel, and I could be wrong, I don't have any stats, I have no numbers, but I feel like beer drinkers have had more beers yeah. than would... wine drinkers. I was beer saying, drinker sure as say you normal beer drinkers should you know be more then. knowledgeable about beer than than the average wine drinker is about wine in theory and without any kind of <laughs> evidence to back it up i would think that we are more knowledgeable about the things we're drinking as beer drinkers i don't know and well, i think a little, little bit average
2: in, in some of it you have to like there's this phenomenon with cincinnati that It's amazing how hyper-local we are. Um, It's hard for regional breweries to get into the Cincinnati market because the Cincinnati consumer just sees, oh, it was made in Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati. I'm all about that. I want that. And it's good just based on those parameters. Um,
0: Unless you open a tap room and then don't actually ever make any beer in it. I'm looking (laughs) at you, BrewDog and platform. (laughs) I don't think they listen to the show. I'm okay. Yeah, <laughs> Even if they did, it'd be all right. But, but They're yeah, it's rolling in
1: there.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. They don't, they don't care what you say. <laughs> <laughs> but they will. <laughs> uh,
1: no, I just think, I mean, some of the education is on, is on the breweries in and of themselves. Some of it's on the beer drinkers. And I also just think that like, I, like I said, I don't think it's as I don't think it's as on the, the front of everyone's mind Right. to. Uh, all right, Kathy's gonna jump in for me because I gotta go. <laughs> What do you? Getting, I'm, getting, we're, I'm getting actively yelled at, but we got, we we're, got we're,
0: we're, 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 we're 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 at the end, anyways. But so well, we gotta talk about horchata because we. we I know, well, beer. All right, so <laughs> talk about right. this really quick.
1: Talk about horchata, Demogorgon. All right.
3: Steven can
1: talk
2: about, and then you guys can
3: talk about anniversary party. Oh my That's Yes. I
2: hope you're not sick.
3: Which is which? Uh, the Front one. horchata. Oh, oh, where's the um, original Demogorgon? We
0: we drank it all.
3: Uh, no, <laughs> no, they're. <laughs> uh, are we? This is bad. It's all right.
0: Sorry? It's not I mean. It's not live. It's recorded. We can. Uh, if it's <laughs> um,
3: that, that one, that original bottle he
0: took from my
2: fridge, he's, Oh, that was in your fridge this entire time. We drank your beer. <laughs>
3: and this I stole from Garrett and found it. So... <laughs>
2: well,
0: well so... Kathy, welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's been a really long time since you've been on the show. Um, probably that f- first one. I bet. Um, so whenever that was, we couldn't figure it out earlier. So um, I think it was like, well, uh, what was what, what it?
3: Was it our opening?
0: It was, yeah. it was after it was pretty quick after the opening. But it's not important. The people that are listening don't actually care right now because yes, they, sure. they can look. <laughs> um, talk about, talk about horchata a little bit. We, um, so you guys did the, uh, the cinnamon, whiskey last year right is this the same same barrels
2: um we were looking for adjuncts for this and while we were tasting it um i believe that might have been the day that we tasted like 24 barrels all (laughs) in a row it was a very rough work day um that cinnamon just came through so well and it reminded me of a the firkin that we did we did a firkin fest with i think you were actually part of that two years ago this year we teamed up with local chefs um in the community and jose salazar wanted to do a horchata version so we very quickly came up with that uh recipe and i love that flavor profile everything um, it worked really well, and then we tasted those cinnamon whiskey barrels that day. And just, oh man, gotta pair that up with this porchata spice mix that we got, um, and it just that that vanilla that kind of—it's probably bad for podcasts—but that 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 <laughs> rice milk flavor um, <laughs> just kind of blends the spice and the the heat of the barrel all together.
0: Well, so uh, I've had. A, I've had a lot of like horchata inspired imperial stouts before. Like, I feel like it's one of the uh, the go to kind of things for people to do to an imperial stout. And um, when you first drink this, it's very familiar in that it, it it's got the all that horchata right off the bat. But then that finish where that cinnamon comes in is so different than any other one that I've ever had before. I've never had one with like the that that cinnamon base like that it's always some kind of you know chili peppers you know that are, that are the real strong dominant thing that is fun that's a fun beer
2: well i think i think that's what we were talking about earlier with that characters of the barrel that you right. can you can still adjunct it but still get some of the character of the barrel and that that cinnamon whiskey barrel that finish on it goes really well with all that vanilla cinnamon rice Yeah, from no, that's the, from the that's
0: awesome it doesn't beat the uh the apple brandy <laughs> barrels for me um i don't think we got you a
2: couple coming up me and i
0: might be wrong but um <laughs> that is that is definitely right up there as far as um my favorite demogorgons that i've tried that's that's awesome yeah so you guys are doing that as an anniversary release yes um do we have dates on that TBD. Yeah. Right. Very, very soon. Um, Maybe. No, it probably won't be in the show notes. I think this show will be up on this coming Monday. So it probably won't be there Uh, yet. Yeah, no, but as soon as, as soon Um, as we, we have dates, I will, I'll fire them out somehow. Obviously
2: it's already in cans. We are waiting on some final adjustments with labeling. Um, And then more so just trying to make the safest, best, Possible way to get a ton of beer in everybody's hands and full circle back to what we were talking about in the beginning. We gotta make sure we we cannot do a Demogorgon day, we cannot have four hundred people inside this right. building. We have to make it safe for everybody, um, ourselves included. And as soon as we nail all those details down,
0: we'll right. let everybody know. It's uh it's strange to say that things are exciting right now because of um, the chaos that surrounds all of this, but it's exciting right now. Like watching everybody um, be a little bit, um, I keep using the word scrappy, but seeing everybody be a little bit scrappy with all of this and, and shifting and changing and um, being fluid with how they do, they do things it it, it, there's something very um almost nostalgic about it about what this is with craft beer and 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 uh remembering that that's kind of how it all started you know nobody knew what they were doing and things were always changing and they were figuring it out and um Got got pretty comfortable there for a while with with this what industry. What is. beer is though? It's right,
2: trying to figure stuff out and best way to do it. And... It's a piece
1: of coconut.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a lot of shit in that. <laughs> that um, what do you guys want people to know about Streetside that you think they don't know right now?
2: Um, well, what I want people to know is that how approachable we are. Um, that's none of you people listening to this right now. They, <laughs> they don't care how approachable we are, but there are there are plenty of customers that walk up to that bar like oh, I don't know, I don't, I don't, I don't like IPAs. Well, try this lemon meringue milkshake IPA because it's not bitter at all. You'll like it. Or I just drink wine. Um, there, there's something for everybody up there. Um, it's We're not a one-trick pony by any means.
0: Right.
3: I, I think, I don't know if, I think a lot of people know this, um, but uh, the family aspect, Brian and I were here last night, and um, of course, tr- you know, trying to get out at a, at a decent <laughs> hour. Um, but, you know, people walk up, as Steve said, you know, it, we are very approachable. People walking up to the bar, um, or to the merch or, you know, not knowing exactly what they want or what they want to do. And um, just the fact that they can, um, when, when they're messaging us, chances are they're, they're talking to someone in our family. Um, so that, that whole family aspect of is something that I, I find really important because I was talking to this couple last night from Tennessee. And they wanted a special shirt. And I said, well, that's not out for a couple weeks. I said, but just message us. And say, you talk to the owner. I said, chances are it's going to be me that answers it, but in case it's somebody else. And, and um, they were excited about that because we don't have online ordering yet. Um, that's, you know, COVID set us back right. a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so I think that's something that's really important that maybe other people don't have. I don't, maybe it's not a secret for most people that, that walk in that um, see me behind the bar.
0: But there's, there's a lot of places that... Mm-hmm use that as some kind of marketing thing about who they are. This is a oh, family business. You know, we started this as a family and it's not that way anymore. And so to have places that are still centered around that is important, but does this even you know, we're, we're going to go over time here, but, um, over time, like the internet's going to kick us off if we it <laughs> too long. Um, it, does that get harder as time goes on to kind of keep that family aspect of what this is centered, especially as you know, your, your family now and what that is looks very different than it was when you guys started the brewery. There's lots of attention being pulled, lots of different directions and right. you know, it, yeah. it, it, it's hard. Yeah. yeah.
3: And, and it is, well, you know, we added one, um, our our daughter um, had a baby, so you know I didn't know that. Oh, congratulations! You Thanks. You yeah,
2: technically added three because Emily and Shane.
3: Oh, that's right. And then two marriages. Two marriages and one baby. I thank you for saving me. The baby is yeah. the only one that counts. It's yeah. <laughs> 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 only a grandparent I get it. would say. I get it. Yeah. So, um, but it, it has changed a bit. You know, Brian and I are getting older, um, and and we. Um, you know, we're looking he's towards... He's getting older. Beginnings. You are not. And, and we're <laughs> looking towards when he's retiring. How is this going to look? Right. Um, and it does look different. You know, um, Garrett does so much more now than, you know, at the beginning we were, you know, he was brewing. He was managing Brewer. Now he's
0: that kind was, of... Ch- that was the intention from the beginning. Yeah. And I, we, we probably talked about that on, on... I definitely talked to you guys about yeah. that, about how that was kind of the goal of this. This was, you know that it was supposed to grow over time yeah, yeah. Uh, but it being a family business is important to what it is as far as like a, even as a community hub like that's what people want they don't want to walk into an Applebee's they want to walk into a place yeah, where, they're oh, yeah. Very comfortable. Yeah. I have met the owner. I yeah. know the owner. Yeah. Like, that's what people want. That's what, you know, we, yeah. we, we, we want to feel that connection to it. Yeah. And, and not to be all
3: cheersy about it, but where people know your name. Sure. You know, that's.
2: We can Zach Morris pause right now and go up into that tap room. And <laughs> between me and her, we know 80% of the people yeah. are right. there. Yeah.
0: It's, it, it, I like seeing that. I have, um, there is a part of me that always fears that day with a brewery that that starts to shift and it does. And it has to, if you, depending on what you want this to grow into, but, um, I, there is a sweet spot with, um, a brewery that it is, um, it's exciting because you see that growth happening. Uh, but it is still, you, you walk in and everybody knows you and, um, you guys are definitely still in that sweet spot and I love seeing it. I love it so much. And, uh, you guys are definitely doing things in, in what I think is the right way. And the beer is proof of that. The taproom experience is proof of that. Um, the fact that I can now walk into a beer store and find your beer instead of having to drive all the way over here. (laughs) thats proof of that for me. Um, again, COVID hasn't been all that bad. If you really look at it that way. (laughs) And then that's a very very (laughs) calloused way of looking at this. And I apologize for anybody that's offended by that, but, (laughs) um, craft beer will be okay. And I think that We'll say most of our local spots will be okay. Um, we'll get through it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. We don't have
2: – <laughs> there's not another option.
0: You have to. You, 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 yes. There are a lot of people that when things get tough, they roll over and they just say, this is not what I signed up for. I'm done with this. That does happen. Um that shouldn't be an option. (laughs) It's not an option for us. Um, When we get off the air, maybe I'll name a couple names for you. (laughs) Um, If anybody wants to know more about street side links are in the show notes. I promise you just click on it and it takes you to all their social media uh, website, all of that stuff. And um, they are fantastic on social media. And and like Kathy said, you're probably talking to one of them. So (laughs) it makes it a whole lot easier to do that. Um, demogorgon it's coming uh i'll let you know when will <laughs> <laughs> say it that way and we will be back next week i believe next week we are probably talking to higher gravity and then the week after that it's Adina, and i don't know beyond that since the brewcast <laughs> the voice of sense craft <laughs>